This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Case Study, Congenital Heart Defects by Patricia Lincoln. Hello, my name is Trish Lincoln. I'm the clinical nurse specialist in the cardiac ICU at Children's Hospital Boston. What I'm about to present is a case study with questions and answers. James is a four-week-old diagnosed at birth with Tetralogy of Fallot. He was scheduled for surgery in two weeks, but because of hypercyanotic spells, he is admitted to the intensive care unit from the emergency room. Question 1. As James's nurse, you know that Tetralogy of Flow is a combination of which four defects? Please click the Leave a Comment button now to leave your answer. Note, this will not be used as part of your certification assessment. The correct answer is ventricular septal defect, pulmonary stenosis, overriding aorta, and right ventricular hypertrophy. Question two. The hypercyanotic spells that James is experiencing are primarily related to? The correct answer is pulmonary stenosis. The greater the amount of obstruction in the pulmonary outflow tract, or the greater the degree of pulmonary stenosis, the more cyanotic the patient will be. Because blood is unable to flow from the right side of the heart to the lungs to receive oxygenation, the blood will shunt right to left across the ventricular septal defect and return to the body without being oxygenated. Question three, what causes hypercyanotic spells? The correct answer is, an increased oxygen requirement together with increased resistance to pulmonary flow. Question four. If James were to experience a hypercyanotic spell while in your care, your first intervention would be to? The correct answer is place James in a knee chest position and administer oxygen. Place the child in a knee chest position lying the child down and bringing their knees bent up to their chest. In doing this, the large muscles of the legs contract and force more blood back to the heart. This increases preload on the right side of the heart and possibly forces blood to the spasming right ventricular outflow tract. That same large muscle contraction increases afterload on the left side of the heart, making it more difficult for blood to shunt right to left in the heart. Morphine may be administered to relax the patient and hopefully relax the right ventricular outflow tract. Question 5. Other clinical signs and symptoms of Tetralogy of Fallot include? The correct answer is chest radiograph showing decreased pulmonary markings, electrocardiogram with right ventricular hypertrophy, and a systolic ejection murmur.
James undergoes surgical correction of his tetralogy of Fallot, including a ventricular septal defect closure and right ventricular outflow tract patch. Intraoperatively, a transthoracic pulmonary artery catheter is placed. Before James had his pulmonary artery line removed, right atrial and pulmonary artery saturations were measured. The right atrial saturation is 72, and the pulmonary artery saturation is 95. Question 6. What might this indicate? The correct answer is a residual ventricular septal defect, which is evaluated by checking right atrial pulmonary artery saturations for an increase in the pulmonary artery saturation. This concludes our case study. Thank you. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.